You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. This is a game that I'm sure that they don't want to remember when they think about the divisional playoff game. I'm not even talking about the Monday night football game that happened in Cincinnati, but the last game these two teams played against each other, I would have a bad taste in my mouth about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but for me, I'm, I mean, maybe, maybe they would be difference makers, but I just, I think maybe more for the longer, for the longer portion of their season, more than this game. Yeah. Um, Russell Douglas might be the only one that was like, that guy might, I mean, who knows? I don't think anybody else they've signed is going to even play. I mean, maybe, but I don't see it. Uh, that one, he might play. I do wonder about, like, he just can you just throw a corner basically off the street and have it be better than what you're currently using? I guess Josh Norman came off the street and was playing, so maybe it is a, not that different from Josh Norman except a better player. So that will be interesting to see if he plays because they could use the corner help especially in this game. Um, Linval Joseph and Leonard Fournette, I expect that to be a next week type of thing. Also, I did hear from a Bills guy, not that it's definitively like this is what's happening, but because of the Damian Harris injury, they had to elevate their practice squad running back up as like the third running back on game day. And that might be Lenny either as the practice squad guy or as the third running back that doesn't really see any time. He's just kind of there in case somebody gets hurt. Um no idea, but honestly, he probably doesn't matter for this game either way. Uh, any other? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I think about this game or in kind of the matchup, and obviously we'll give our prediction later on in this podcast, but I would just say overall, I feel like it could be kind of a fun shootout um, with with both both offenses, yeah. to be completely honest with you. But you don't believe in Lou? I believe in Lou and I believe the defense to stop him when it matters, but I just think it it could be I if you're the if you're the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen's gonna have to go off. He he really is gonna have to he's, go off this game. Have you known he's protected the ball lately? He threw those four picks be. week one and he's thrown three or I think he's only thrown three since then and it's been mm-hmm. what yes six six weeks. So I think some people see him as like a big turnover guy. And then you look at the interceptions and you probably see confirmation bias of like, yeah, he throws a lot of picks, but four of those came week one and he hasn't done much since. I hope he throws a lot this week, of course, especially with me in attendance. I'd love to see that. But um, 
I'm not expecting it. I think I think he might take care of the ball a little bit. I I I'm very in. I think it's the number one matchup is what Lou does to the Bills offense because they've got to be ready for some of that stuff the Bengals did in the first matchup, the uh, exchange pressure creeper stuff where Mike Hilton was coming from a hundred miles away and they never saw it coming. He had three pressures, two quarterback hits, and other big plays in that game. I almost feel like you have to have a uh, a 21 check where he's just like, where's Hilton? Where's, okay. Just like that snow game when he came out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the snow game is why I think I would just, if I was the Bills, I'd have a 21 check. Like, where is he? Okay. You have Watch to. Watch that guy. You see, you see his PFF grade right now. Mike Hilton is back. And, um, and, and better than ever. So I'm here for it. He's that all, that'll be one of my favorite hits from that Buffalo Bills game is when Mike Hilton got after Josh Allen. Almost um, a fumble. Oh man, that was beautiful. But kind of just going up to the trenches when you think about it, this D line look Trey Hendrickson, he's a tough guy. He was dealing with a wrist injury the last two times that he played the Buffalo bills. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, the pressure's out there. They're getting to the quarterback. But what do you think that matchup versus the Buffalo Bills offensive line is going to look like? I mean, he'll almost exclusively go against Deion Dawkins. He got the better of him in the first matchup, I think, especially when they would run, like, drop eight, you know, three-man rushes. He was still beating Dawkins before the help could get to him and getting to Allen. Um, I think Dawkins is a pretty good left tackle, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this means like, oh, that guy's a bum and Trey is just going to destroy him again. But something about that matchup in the last game did not go the Bills' way. Maybe it's just uh, those things happen where it's just, you know, um, a small sample size. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking one game, and I did not go back and rewatch the snaps of the other game that was cut mm-hmm. short. Uh, so I don't know how he was doing in that one, but that was only one drive. So we haven't seen it a ton. If he can continue that, the bills are in a little bit of trouble. If he can't, then we'll see what the adjustment would be from the Bengals side, but he's on a heater. So I kind of am expecting him to at least slightly win this matchup, if not take it to levels that he did in the last one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another thing you want to watch out for is I feel like Gabe Davis has really kind of stepped up for them in the wide receiver room. You have Stephon Diggs out there. And then you also think of they're utilizing Dalton Kincaid. I think a lot of fans were, you know, when Knox went down with the injury, they thought, okay, well, let's see what we got in Dalton Kincaid because they utilized the tight end position. One of the things the Bengals have struggled with when they're facing a tight end, not named Travis Kelsey, is trying to cover a tight end. How do you think they're going to utilize Dalton Kincaid and just how Gabe Davis has really stepped up over the last few games? I was also going to just real quick say, um, sorry, (laughs) Uh, just something in my mouth. Um, But uh, I was going to say that their offensive line is playing better. Uh, That's worth noting because the offensive line overall was really bad in that last matchup, whether it was against DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, et cetera. The right tackle is the same. Uh, that's going to face Sam Hubbard, but he's playing better. He was a young guy, Spencer Brown. The interior is pretty different. Mitch Morse is the center. He's he's a good center. That's actually 
who I comp Tyler Linderbaum to coming out. <laughs> I think Linderbaum's actually already might be better, but I was trying to keep it a little conservative. He's athletic. He's not a great one-on-one -on -one pass protector type, but he's a useful and unique type of player. The guards are both playing better than the guards they had last year. They've got Connor McGovern at left guard, who's having a career season, and Osiris Torrance, who's a rookie, who Bill's guys say is playing pretty good, and I trust them. I have not watched mm -hmm. yet. So I want to say that their offensive line is playing better, and I think that does have an effect on this because it's not all scheming of why the Bengals were so good against them in the divisional round. It's a little bit of their fronts got their butts kicked on both ends. So whenever you lose both sides of the trench battle, it's hard to win football games. And now the Bengals have a little bit tougher of a task, I would say, to dominating the trenches on the defensive side in this game. Um, when it comes to Gabe Davis and like Dalton Kincaid, I'm not overly concerned about Gabe Davis. I mean, he's so much he's a deep threat. He's a guy that wins kind of like big catches down the field to me. And I think he's fine. I think he's useful. And the Bengals haven't killed by that before. Maybe I should be more concerned because it is kind of Marquez Valdez Scantling, but he doesn't have the speed of Scantling. He's more of like a big target that works down the field. Diggs, very worried. No idea how they'll handle it. I assume he'll just get his and you just live with that a little bit. Kincaid is interesting though, because they did not just try to get a Dax Hill on George Kittle matchup in the last game. They played a lot of zone. So these weren't like man coverage snaps that we were really talking about, but Kittle, you know, he had a great game against them. Okay. And I don't think you want Kincaid to have a similar type of game. Um, how do you go about it? And I wonder like what the plan will be because the one big, big glaring difference between Dalton Kincaid and George Kittle is Dalton Kincaid can't really block. And George Kittle is one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. Yeah. So does that change the matchup? Like, did they want linebackers and Nick Scott as a bigger, as bigger guys to deal with Kittle? Or did they just do that because that's how they're going to play defense and try to confuse the quarterback and all these disguises and zone coverage and whatnot. They're going to play a lot of zone no matter what. I mean, everybody in the NFL mostly plays zone coverage. The Browns might be the only team that's about 50-50. Mm -hmm. But do you get more Dax Hill? Do you even get some Mike Hilton snaps in there? I mean, I don't know about the size matchup there, but I do think of, well, if he tries to block Hilton, I think Hilton holds his own. <laughs> and that's probably also true with Dax Hill. I just I don't see him as a guy that's going to really make them pay if they want to use lighter bodies to cover him. When it comes to their run game, what are you thinking about that for this Cincinnati Bengals defense, which – I would say a little surprisingly felt like they did okay against Christian McCaffrey in the last matchup. And obviously I'm not comparing their running backs to what Christian McCaffrey is. I think they did more than okay against Christian McCaffrey. You had a couple, what, like one big play in the touchdown. And so 29% success rate for him in that game. That's got to be one of his lowest of the season. Maybe the Browns game was just as bad or worse. I haven't really looked, but he didn't do much in that game. I guess he wasn't that good against the Vikings. So the run games just hasn't been great lately, <laughs> but the Bengals kept that going. And that's a really tough run offense to handle like that. With that in consideration, I thought they also played pretty well against the Seahawks run game. At least the starters did. I think when the backups came in, the Seahawks were able to move them around a little bit. But the starters did a good job against that too. So when I'm looking at the Bills run game, that would be really disappointing to then not be able to stop the Bills run game. It is completely different though, because I think those two teams want to be a little heavier when they run. And the Bills are going to want to be spread out this whole game, I think. They were dabbling in some 12-2 tight end 
looks early in the year, but with Knox down, not so much mm-hmm. anymore. They're tra- kind of more Bengals like with uh, they have a tight end that isn't great at blocking and uh, they're going to spread them out and try to run into light boxes. So it's going to be up to the, the big guys up front really to hold their own. And like I said, it is an improved bills offensive line, mostly in pass protection, but they have to stop the bills run game because I don't think it's as important as it was for the 49ers and obvious reasons for that, but the bills, you know, you have to also stop them when they're off schedule that's not just a team you put them off schedule and you'll do good. Like the the 49ers are to me. This is a team that's like, you put them off schedule and Josh Allen might go do some Superman thing and still pick it up. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's more important that they handle the passing game. And even if they give some stuff up in the run game, it is what it is. They do that to Kansas city sometimes where Kansas city can run the ball on them, but they just, they don't commit to it. They're not going to run. 30 times in a game against the Bengals. The Bengals know that. So they kind of give a little bit of that up so that they can devote more resources to pass coverage. 